Girl Breezy, and you already know it's Blase Blase, and we're coming to you with our ninth episode, ladies. Yo, 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 it's your girl Jazzy J. What up, P? It's Queen. And um, so this episode, y'all, it's been a lot of shit. Always, there's always a lot of shit going on. But this one, this is like nothing but like super tea besides the fact that we're going to talk about the elections, our local elections here coming up, 
Um, everybody is having local elections coming up. So y'all already know you need to get out there and do what you need to do. Um, we are also going to be talking about um, Fab and Emily. Yeah. Super, super troll session there. Super troll <laughs> session there. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about this. Oh, Lord, have mercy. This child treasure. Lord, Lord, treasure. Bless her. For real. She needs all types of holy water sprinkled and anointed <laughs> into her skin because she's clearly. But I got an opinion about the whole situation. So there we'll we get go. to that. Yeah. Um. And before we also get into it, y'all, I got to excuse myself. I have been battling this cold. I don't know what's going on. Like my body, I'm not sure it's adjusting to the fact that it's still on a regular basis, damn near 70 degrees in November. (laughs) And I'm just like, all right, so I'm where it's not cold as fuck and I still want to get sick. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's my homeostasis is trying to Re, re, redefine itself real quick. <laughs> um, so just excuse my voice as we as we record this episode. I gotta let y'all know y'all ain't gonna have a sexy sexy voice breezy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you retired? Uh, no, I ain't retired. I'm just uh, I'm just on the uh, injury list. Injury mm, list. I ain't retired. We get cigarette box uh, breezy tonight. Oh, no, 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 because that's absolutely disgusting. Cigarettes are gross. I don't want any of our fan supporters thinking that I puff on cancer sticks. That's absolutely disgusting. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get started. So just go ahead, sit back, roll up, pull up, and make sure you like, share, and subscribe to Blase Blase. Okay. Thought you was 
That was um, Eddie Soul. Eddie Soul representing the 309, a local artist. Man, he been on the local music scene in Since high school. <laughs> yeah, man, producing everybody shit in the yeah. city, basically. Uh, and he likes to write as well. Uh, a lot of people don't know. So shout out to Eddie. That was a nice little remix to some uh, Black's track. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Thank you. You got his name right. It's called Problems. Problems, yeah. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I I just didn't feel like hearing your mouth. I still want to call that (laughs) nigga Six Lack. Six Six Lack. Six Lack. But, uh... (laughs) It's a Cadillac. (laughs) So, um, going forward, though, for those of you who don't know or who aren't aware, the local elections are coming up. Um, and that will be so shit. As we're recording today, it's Sunday night. Elections is coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, November sixth. November sixth. Uh, I just want to start out. off and, and encourage everybody to vote. I physically am not in Peoria, but I still am a resident because I have not switched residency yet, and I can vote online. So I'm gonna cast my vote. Online looked into that information there. Yeah, I looked into (laughs) that information there. So go ahead, do what I need to do to still put in my two cents. Not home, but I'm always repping. You know what I mean? Hardly home, but always repping. 309. So, uh, Queen, go ahead and give us give us a little rundown on some of the candidates that we have. All right. Uh, well, well, basically, um, just a little background for the past like seven weeks, going on seven weeks, I've been working with um, Shama St. Louis and the uh, Peoria People's Project. Shout out um, to her, by the way. Yes. Okay, Miss St. Louis, and then um, basically we've been canvassing the first, second, and third district, which is the South End. Um, the North End and the East Bluff and um, getting people registered to vote, giving them the option to get a ride to the polls, getting the mail-in ballots if they wanted to vote from home, just trying to make it as convenient as possible for people to vote. Um, And one thing that I've heard a lot is just, you know, people aren't voting because they don't feel like it makes a difference. You know, they don't like the candidates that are up for election and I feel like I mean honestly I made the mistake of not voting for Trump and during the Trump and Hillary uh election because I didn't like either one of the candidates but low key I thought Hillary was gonna win anyway so right I didn't think my vote mattered um and I guess a lot of other people felt that way too um, but um with the local election if if you don't vote you know, the people that do vote, 
are the ones who are going to have a say over basically your life and your your well-being. Right. And um, even if we have slim pickings sometimes in certain categories, it's it's better to to make the, the best possible choice you think you can make than sit back and let somebody else make the decision for you and it's feel like you got the option to complain about how things have turned out. You know what I'm saying? And if the the politicians lie a lot, which is something else that I hear, you know, they never do nothing anyway. But we have to be the ones to hold them accountable when they don't do what they say they're going to do. And the only way we can do that is by getting them out of office and and showing, you know, basically showing that we give a fuck with what they do with our community. People only, you, us as a whole, Peoria as a whole, we kind of feel like it's a black hole anyway here. So I feel like a lot of people have given up on Peoria and it shows with the condition (laughs) of the city. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we can't complain about a mess that we ain't trying to clean up ourselves regardless. Well, do you feel like a bulk of the reason that people aren't voting. I know I went down to Junior's Kitchen. Shout out to them. Um, and there was a lady down there. If I'm not mistaken, her name was like Miss Helen King. Mm-hmm. And she was passing out flyers to vote, you know, mm-hmm. to these younger kids, like the, the high schoolers that are just out of high schoolers and whatnot. And what I was noticing was a lot of their reasoning for not voting was being ill-informed or misinformed about mm-hmm. the candidates in mm-hmm. general not having knowledge on who to vote for. Um, I was one of those people, like you said, I didn't vote in the Hillary Trump candidate uh, um, election just because I just knew America would never, you know, really actually vote Trump into office, but God, how was I wrong? Um, (laughs) You know, and just to be honest, I'm ashamed to say that even I didn't even vote for, you know, either election with Obama, the first one, I wasn't quite old enough. I had just turned 18 in January when he got inaugurated that year. Mm-hmm. But the second time around, I did all the campaign and all that, pushing for him. And then when it came time to actually vote, I was too lazy to, you know, go stand in line. I had other stuff to do other than stand in line all day waiting to vote. And that's like a slap in the face to the people who got sprayed for me to be able to be too lazy to go vote. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the conditions that we're in right now, it's my obligation to go vote and Mm -hmm. to make it more convenient. Now there are more convenient ways. I did the vote from home, you Mm -hmm. know, valid. And so it's like, now I have no excuse. You have online, you have, you can go wait in line, you can go, you know, early vote. They've made it a lot more convenient. So it's like, at this point in time, it's imperative, especially for our people of color. I feel like it's imperative at this moment to vote. If you've never voted before in your life, I think even down to the primary, you know, to the election, even the locals, those matter. Like you said, like mm-hmm. our governor, we've had two bad bouts. Browner hasn't done what he said he would do. I mean, I mean we've had him. corrupt. Yeah, we've had some corrupt. <laughs> Illinois has, have the, has had the most the corrupt governors <laughs> and senators and in the, America. Like with the exception um, of Obama, not even to be biased, like... I will say, you know, you know, my background, um, I didn't turn 18 until after graduating high school. So, of course, I didn't 
I, I wasn't able to vote in the 2008 elections mm-hmm. um, for Obama or for whoever I may have chose. Um, but then my mindset was, I'm not going to register to vote. I'm not going to be one of those people that waste their time voting because my vote doesn't matter. Wow. Um, and I carried that mindset on until I was about 23. And I, it was like after I had my first child, I, I registered to vote because that's when shit starting, you know, reality starting hit. And you starting, and I started to really, my eyes started opening up to the world and how it really works. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, so fuck. If I just keep letting all these people have a say so and who they want and the other things is going to remain, you know, I ha- we have to exercise our right to vote. Mm-hmm. And that's my mindset change, especially locally. That's where it really opened my eyes. And, you know, coming from, you know, born and raised Peoria, Illinois, um, I'm like, ain't nothing changed. Nothing has changed. We had the opportunity as a city to get the mayor, Jim Artis, out of office. And we failed. Mm. He has been the mayor since I have been third. I was 13 years old when he was voted mayor. 27. Mm. He has been running this city. Damn near, you know, a majority, all my adolescence and adulthood so far. Damn. <laughs> and, That's deep. and when I looked at it like that, I was like, oh my, wow, we have to come together and change this. And I hope, you know, the next election, I'm like, you know, man, you know, I hope Corey Thomas runs again, you know, because he has a chance. He has a chance. And that would be a good change. That would be an that would be very different for the city of Peoria. Very, very different. I'm interested in seeing where it would go. Yeah. Like you said, like a lot of the just current events in society now open your eyes to that because like and I damn even, sure voted in that damn Hillary and Trump shit because when I saw that it was serious I was like oh hell no I'm finna boy they better I not let this took it serious. I will not lie to you because for one it was like voting for the lesser of two evils for one to me so I didn't vote for either issue. one of them I didn't yeah vote that was my issue right there I didn't want to vote for either of them but I still, at the same time, like you said, felt like my vote isn't going to matter, and America would never still. But I exercised that road, uh, that right, though. You know what I'm saying? I wrote. I think what I did for the president, I wrote myself in for president. Man, see, that's look, that's where I'm at with it at this point. But I mean, if if, if it's not, I'm going to get to the uh, Democratic candidates for the most part. But if they say that if you don't vote for one of the two main parties, unless for some miraculous chance, the third party has enough people to back them up. It's pretty much like you throwing and, away a vote. In other words, unless the other party is got enough money to <laughs> fuck with Basically. the Democrat or yeah, Republicans, yeah. it don't really matter. Right. <laughs> and um, so, like the biggest, the biggest um, part of the election, well, one of the biggest elections is going on is the one for governor. And um, our two big uh, runners are J.B. Pritzker and Bruce Rauner. 
Now, uh, both the millionaires, this is actually the most expensive, like, governor's campaign that, like, they've ever had. <laughs> now, mind you, um, I know J.B. Pritzker funded a lot of his own campaign. I think Bruce Rauner funded some of his campaign as well. But it being that much, like, that expensive, I feel like a lot of it went to those advertisements that they have about each other, those smear campaigns. J.B. Pritzker on TV, every other commercial. Yeah, and on Facebook. On Facebook, you know what on I'm the saying? radio. I don't see Rauner too much. I see, all I hear is Pritzker. And he looks like the face of a person I can't trust. <laughs> Yo ass. Uh, so Bruce Bruce Rauner is our current governor and he's up for re-election. Um for the past four years, I mean he hasn't really done much to help us. He wouldn't pass the state budget for like two years, which basically made a lot of programs close down. Um it you know, it affected like childcare connections. Uh, he didn't want to give a raise to home health care workers, even though they had earned it. Like, he just wouldn't release the money. It's like a 50-cent raise. They've been fighting for it for, like, two years. Um, he vetoed a bill to fund our public schools. He, he He's against raising the minimum wage, like, you know, typical Republican jargon. I don't have much positive stuff to say about Speaking Bruce of, Ryan. I'm sorry to interrupt, public schooling, I just want to... All right. So uh, speaking of public schooling uh, down here where we're at in Fulton County, um, we got this thing, the, the public schools, they got this thing where there's called, it's called Title I schooling. And you, when you enroll your kids for school, like you don't have to fill out any like income or all that extra shit. All the kids get free lunch, free school, uh, free breakfast, and free books. And I was like, damn, what the hell y'all got going on down here? Because where I'm from, you know, they don't, shit, they don't do that. (laughs) You gonna be paying for that school lunch? I mean, and then shit, books ain't never fucking free, you know what I mean? Like, no matter how, no matter you broke or not, shit, you gotta pay something for them books. But they gonna gonna be cheaper, but they ain't free. Yeah, they ain't free. So I was like, that alone, I was like, wow. So like, you know, the the uh, government system here is a little more solid, shall I say, than it is back home. Because like you said, the governor isn't, you know, into giving public schooling any more money or anything like that to help them out. Right. Whereas we come down here, you know, all you need to give them is your name, address, and Hell, birth certificate. Kid, go to school, get free breakfast, free lunch, free books. Mm-hmm. Come learn. You know, you know, like it shouldn't have to be about money when it comes to giving the youth an education. And then, that, and then after paying, you know, all these years, thirteen years from kindergarten to high school, you know, uh, 12th grade, right. then after that, you're looking at college funds, and it's like, damn. Man, this like, looks way before college. College ain't Way before <laughs> college, you know? So, it's like, yeah, I feel like 
through kindergarten to 12th grade, there shouldn't be any, you shouldn't have to come out of pocket unless you're paying for a private education. Yeah. Public school should definitely be free. Like, that's what it's there for. I definitely agree. Like, I even got, it's wild. I have kids under five. Like, well, my oldest will be five next week, but she's in preschool. And I even had gotten an email telling me that basically I had gotten approved for her to get free lunch and free books. And I'm like, first of all, what books? She's in pre-K. Like, <laughs> like she's in preschool. And then, like, of course, my baby, like, y'all know y'all were about to charge me for my four-year-old to eat the little crappy little lunch and breakfast y'all give them anyway. Like, but they will. They will. And, and it's like, what, I'm supposed to send my four-year-old to school? Here's your lunch money. Yeah, like, like <laughs> not even that. Like, here's your lunch money. Like, no, like, that isn't going to work. Not at all. Like, it's nuts. And then they wonder why their school's constantly getting shut down and programs. And they first thing, I take it to heart, They first thing they want to cut is the music program in school. And I'll take that very to heart, or the arts programs in general. They want to cut these children's funding for, you know, things that'll make them productive citizens in society one day, you know, outside of just the traditional, oh, I got to be a doctor or a nurse or, you know, a police, whatever, you know, the, the typical occupations. They take away their creativity, you know, that open-mindedness. It's like they, I, I saw something, I saw a video where, it was saying that public school is grooming us for prison with the bells, with the structure, mm-hmm. the playtime, like the yard, mm-hmm. when you go outside for recess, lunch. And I thought that was interesting. That was it's interesting either setting you on. up for prison or setting you up for the, a nine to five that, job setting. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, basically. It's funneling yeah. you into one or two that's why they label kids trouble kids and all this other stuff and things of that nature. And our public schools, our district 150 is suffering. It's, it's, it's low funding. I mean, Glen Oak is like 300 kids overpopulated because they closed down um, the public schools. You know, and they, they don't have enough quality educators. They asking parents to buy copying paper yeah. to send as a school supply now. These school supply lists be ridiculous. You got to bring them. Oh, in. not not just copy paper, but they want uh, dry erase markers and the erasers. Yeah, girl. Next day, I want you to bring the whole desk. Bring okay. a chalkboard. And so, and it tripped me out because when we moved and I, you know go to the school to pick up my son's school supplies, all I got back was crayons, uh, <laughs> scissors. Crayons probably missing. Uh, I got back glue sticks. And I want to say a couple of folders. But I'm like, okay, where's the dry erase markers, the 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 dry erase board, the dry eraser, where's... Not the dry erase board, <laughs> You know, they want a whiteboard. They want... I'm like, God, damn, where's the Play-Doh? I didn't get that back. You know, I'm like, okay, come on now. See, and y'all, and then y'all want to down these parents when they don't provide everything on these lists. Like, no, I'm going to get what my child needs. Yeah, because I don't have... I can't provide for the whole classroom because Timmy and them don't have it. Like, I don't have it either. 
And it's like, or not even just that, the school needs to fund these classrooms with all the classroom items that these teachers need to do their job. Because they feel bad for the teacher because the teachers themselves, it's like, you don't even understand as well. You know, when you look at their side, a lot of these teachers, the ones that care, they spend a lot of money out of their own pockets for supplies for school and for, you know, the paper and all that because the school doesn't provide them with that. And this comes out of their check, which is already minimal as it is. We all know teachers don't bear, don't get paid what they deserve to deal with people, badass kids all day. Um, it's just from the top down, like the yeah, public school, the public school funding in general needs a huge shift. And then, like, come as being a resident of Illinois, like we're one of the worst states in the country when it comes to that, when it comes to the funding of the school system. Definitely. And, um, yeah. So funding period. Basically. Ba- yeah. Because they don't know how to m- handle money. Oh. They corrupt. Man. So they always, they are stealing them. Uh, anyway, back to voting because we are trying to convince people to vote, not against voting. Uh, <laughs> JB Pritzker, who is running against, uh, Bruce Rauner. He is also a billionaire and I've heard mixed things about, him as well to be honest um he does seem to support things that might that that are more of our favor um the fair income tax which would tax the richer and give the middle and the low income a tax break um that he supports investing in public schools and universities he supports raising the uh, minimum uh wage to fifteen dollars an hour and he is also uh, said to be committed to funding services and programs in our communities. Now, once he gets in office, we will also have to, you know, hold him accountable to what he said he's going to do. But he is the Democratic candidate, um, along with Kwame Raul for Attorney General, Jesse White um, for Secretary of State, Mike Freericks. Uh, for treasurer, Susanna Mendoza for comptroller. Comptroller, I, that's what I kept thinking of. What I, what I, what I, <laughs> I can't help it. It's just Drake. Like I'd be an awesome marketing person for her campaign. Um, She's been comptroller for years. Okay, I don't even know what a comptroller Same. does. To be honest with you, she's the one that that when when you get a check from the state. Susan's name is signed on that. Ah, okay. You got. You better know Susanna Mendoza. She got some checks. Uh, U.S. Representative. So Cherry Bustos for the District 17. Junius Rodriguez for District 18. Uh, State Representative Carolyn Blodgett or Blaggett. Um, Jahan Gordon um, Booth. Um, Peoria County. We got uh, Robert Steve Sonnemeyer for or Sonnemaker for clerk. Um, so the Democratic candidate for sheriff is Brian Fengel. Um, but it seems that the person Asbel. running against him, Brian Asbell, who is Republican, is actually more in favor or more better connected, uh, aligned with our um, issues. And side note. He does want to decriminalize marijuana and he does want to fight crime with social justice programs. He, he was at the, um, 
that event we went to um the stop the violence oh he was he did come yeah he came and he goes to a lot of those type of events as well and he'll speak and people will you know ask him well what are you guys doing to trying to help our community stop violence things like that so he's very involved so I have heard and you know kind of seen you know him in action and he does seem like he is the better candidate and and I mean he's been signed off by a lot of people even though he's a Republican he apparently like I said is more aligned with our views um, and then, of course, we got Jessica Thomas for auditor. All right. Mm-hmm. And we have um, Beth Kreider Derry for regional superintendent of schools. And then county board, um, Junior Watkins for District 2, Andrew Allen Rand for District 4, uh, G. Allen Mayor for District 6, Philip Souser for District 8, Kate Pastusha for District 9, Roberts Renew for District 10, and Jeffrey Braun for District 18. Um, uh, Once again, so Election Day is November 6th. Early voting is available at the Election Commission. It was uh, located downtown. They inconveniently moved it like two months ago um, out to 4422 uh, Brandywine Drive. Uh, Some people are thinking that they did that to keep the people keep keep especially like black people because come on like downtown is so much easier to access than all the way at brandywine drive especially for the first second you know possibly third district excuse me um and the number to the uh election commission is 309-324-2300 you can register to vote there and you can vote there in the same day so you can register to vote election day and vote um, right afterwards. And then if you need a ride to the polls, um, the Pure People's Project uh, is providing rides to the poll on election day. And you can contact us at 309-423-3213. So we definitely need to get out of vote. You ain't got no excuse not to vote. I mean, we'll no, literally no, come no. and pick you up and take you to register and to vote. And um, you have a lot more reasons to vote than not to vote. So it's definitely Most important. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. Vote or die. At this point, vote or die. Literally, literally, <laughs> vote like our lives depend on it. Yes. We're going to go ahead and wrap this segment up and move on to the next one. Uh, make sure you guys are liking, following, and sharing about Blase Blase. Blase, blase. And blase, blase. And make sure that you check us out on, y'all, it was, I said nine different platforms, but it's 10. We're on 10 different platforms. Okay. We're on 10 different platforms. You know, the major ones, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker. I like Breaker. I, I want everybody to know about Breaker. You can comment directly on the episode, like it, dislike it, whatever. So if you don't have Breaker, go ahead and download that. There's CastBox, uh, Stitcher, um, Anchor, Anchor, main one, the main one. 
all this wouldn't be possible without that one right there. Shout out to uh, <laughs> also, uh, radio, radio cast, radio box. You guys, there's so many. Just you know, just look us up. You know what I mean? We're out there. Whatever one you go find, we're gonna be there. Okay. It's true. So go ahead and stay tuned. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the next segment. Yeah, baby, the lanes you playing with, they gonna put you down. We 
trying to compliment you, you know? Make it better. Top notch Tim. Nice look Neo. Living good, no so. They actually ain't doing now, I'm talking better than them. First of all, I just want to say you petty. Straight <laughs> for that song selection. That's like worse. I've never. Go ahead. That was fabulous, and Neo, you make me better. I've never been a fabulous fan. <laughs> I've never liked the guy's uh, music or anything like that. Um, he's full of shit <laughs> for that. <laughs> Especially after hearing that song again, like. Dude, you so full of shit. Like, there were so many lines on there where I just went like, "Oh hell no, no yep. you didn't." No, nigga, get the fuck, get the hell. Hold your hand up. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real, for real. Y'all, man, go ahead. But this, this this segment here is about Fab finally marrying Emily after what eleven years. After some time, some kids. A couple missing teeth. <laughs> okay, black eyes. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> no, ain't no allegedly. He did the shit. Now I will say, for myself personally, I never saw the pictures of any missing teeth or any of the physical abuse or anything. Like I didn't see anything necessarily that surface that everybody was saying was out there. Um. I did see the video of him seeming to be chasing her like around like a car in a sense and there were some males out there. I don't want to identify who they were necessarily, but I believe it was like her father and brother maybe. Um, But he looked, you know, in a threatening manner and she seemed to be scared from what I saw. Um, But the story basically is that she's been a victim of domestic violence involving him for some time now and the question is why are women always deemed to have to go through the worst to finally it's like a prize to had some you know except for her to finally had gotten a ring and it's like is that really even a prize absolutely not in my opinion not after all that I don't think so it's like although we finally, I don't know. I think it's a bitch move on Fabulous' part to finally be like, well, let me go, let's get married. Well, she, and mind you, in hindsight, let's think of when the marriage happened, the timeline. If I'm not mistaken, he was up for trial, basically, to be convicted on those domestic abuse allegations. Um, and he could be doing some significant time behind it. And right in the midst of that, he's he's married her. So the question is, was it to shut her up? Or or it was more so for the courts, you know, to be privilege. like right. 
Right. So in case he does get locked up, you they know, can't use anything they that can't she says against him. like the private, private exactly and things of that nature. Exactly, exactly. So, it so it's more so. It was more so like, dang, this girl. She there's no getting out. There's. <laughs> but that's the question. This point. Is there is you have a choice. I disagree because I mean, mentally, I guess if she allows herself to continue to stay trapped, there's no getting out. And that's the thing. Like, obviously, she seems to be mentally trapped. If you would accept, even accept the ring at that point of everything that you're saying he took you through and then you turn around and you you're continuing to accept his disrespect his mental verbal physical abuse can i um side note please um so i feel like black women are expected to deal with the shit that black men throw at us and that a lot of times we have to have like lower standards and like like black women are lucky for a, a man to want to be with them yeah. opposed to like a Scotty Pippen perfect example married a white woman after she already cheated on mm-hmm. him with future she still got the ring afterwards right. and then she divorces him and takes half his money do you think a black woman would be able to do that Without receiving scrutiny. You know what I'm saying? That type of a situation. Like, I feel like we have to, in order to be loved by black men and to love black men, the ones that aren't healed, and a lot of black men aren't healed, just like there's a lot of black women who aren't healed. But a lot of black women, I feel like in America, it at least is projected to be that more black women have their shit together than more black men on a single or relationship basis. Like, I know more black women with cars and licenses than I do black men with cars and licenses. And that's here in Peoria. I don't know, you know, the ratio of women to men and all that other shit, but it just seems like there's a lot of different things that come into it because even if you watch, like, the uh, movies, like the black movies, a lot of time women are told to just take the shit that the man gives them because it's better to have a man than to not have have a man. And it's like, no, absolutely not. I would much rather be single. And I hate the stigma that we equate singleness to loneliness. Like, in general, even even outside of a race thing, it's like women are groomed to please a man or to be ultimately your ultimate goal in life is to finally capture that good man and it's like that's for myself personally not my number one goal in life nor is that the goal that I'm going to teach my daughter is to do everything you can in in life to ultimately win you a good man like boo like my number one goal is being self-sufficient like you know outside of a man a man is at the end of the day something like a want for the companionship and that aspect of it but it's like not to sound overly independent I've always wanted to be in a position where it's like I can I can I can stand on my own whether there's a man or not and it's it's not to be overly egotistic it's 
I can do the same things that I've been doing with or without you, boo. That's just survival, though. You know what I'm saying? That's self-preservation. Yeah, and I can be happy mm-hmm. in general with myself and then not equate me being lonely. Right. I'm content and single. Like, yes, yeah. the companionship is nice, but is it? It's not. I'm not dealing with the bullshit that comes along with it. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be single. Like, I'll die single before I die. I would deal with some bullshit from a nigga. That's for me personally, especially to that extent where I'm going to degrade myself. And I've been there before, though. Like, I think it takes for, like you said, a lot of women or even men to heal. And if you haven't properly healed, there's a lot of things that you'll accept because you haven't learned to love yourself. And I've been one of those women before where I accepted things that I did not deserve. And I even fought the people around me who were trying to, you know, smack me in the face, telling me I deserve better. And I'm like, what do you mean I deserve better? This is good enough. How dare you? You know, ultimately, and that's because I didn't love myself how I should have loved myself. I love that person more than I love myself. And you can never allow yourself. I feel like if you get to that point, it's unhealthy, personally. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. And I mean, I just, I overall, I sympathize for her I, I I know you know people oh she grown she should have been left she's dumb blah 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 the whole time it's like y'all don't know what y'all would do if y'all was in that situation you really don't man it's easy to talk it's easy to say oh hell no I left them after the first time he put his hands on me until you get into a relationship with a motherfucker and fall in love with and them, and then one day, pow! They never do it again. They be doing that with niggas that are broke. This Man. is bad. Yeah, they and exactly, Man. exactly. <laughs> that was my point. Somebody on social media was like, "This is only going on because." Uh, they got money. You know, she's only going to stay with them because they're rich. rich. And I'm like, what are you talking about? On your couch, you ain't got no job every day. Day, every day arguing with bitches over Facebook. So shut up. <laughs> right? Don't act like that. Yeah, like, cause no, cause you still arguing over Tyrone broke ass. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if you have years with them and kids, and kids, like, it's a lot more to They're him. She's a human. Like in you can't help sometimes when you're in love with a person like love is blind Eve made a whole song about it like it can literally take over your mind like and you be a different person that you're not used to being you outside of yourself because you so gung-ho into this person that you're literally blind to and it's not even that you're blind you just ignore the signs I wonder if there was a prenup I doubt it Cause I'm like, if not, then ultimately she won, you know, shit. So motherfuckers need to mind their own business, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, because shit. Listen, what if, ironically, in my mind, I feel like Fabla is gonna end up oh, dead. <laughs> For- <laughs> Why would you say that? Cause karma, oh, bitch. Karma is a bitch, and shit. She ain't have to work or do none of that. It's all hers. <laughs> His money is her money. One thing I will she feel say. like you know we don't we don't know what she doing behind that nigga back. Yeah, because I was gonna say one thing we don't know the full scope of 
their relationship. We just know what we see in the media for one. And I'm not saying this in a sense to say like to blame victim blame or anything by any means, but we don't know, like I said, they're all allegations. So we don't know what goes on behind closed doors when these allegations are brought up, you know, what led up to all we know is is he be beat my mooping that yeah, ass. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh he be beat my mooping that ass. That's all we know. Like you that ne- we don't know what you know comes behind closed doors. With we found that out with the Chris Brown and, and Rihanna situation. Like it took us years right. to find Lamar out. Slapping Jay in the elevator. Okay. Like, I'm just saying. Like we don't know what takes place behind. Like. People, we love to think we just know these celebrities on a personal level, and it's like we don't know nothing about these people and what they do every day. We just know what they let us know, you know. Allow us, yeah. To, yeah. So I can't just sit here and just throw necessarily just say I'm throwing Fab to the wayside like an R. Kelly necessarily. But if you is on that G, I don't support that, and I, that's fucked so up. Cause if, I fuck, I've never fucked with him, so fuck dude. I mean, he I a bitch. He wasn't running up on he wasn't running up on her dad or brothers or uncles, whoever the motherfuckers were. But I heard was. allegations that he was, that he had threatened all of them, that he threatened that he was gonna kill his like kill them. He needs he needs But he not gonna like, put he not gonna put his hands on them. Like I don't know what you guys think, but like do you think that if a man has put his hands on a woman before that like, if he's willing to do things, like, go to therapy or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what else you could do but go to therapy to deal with uh, shit like that. But do you think that a woman would be able to stay with a man and actually be happy with him? It depends yeah, it on depends the woman. On it depends. And forgive. It depends. Yeah, because not everybody has it in them to forgive, period. Right. And some and some people, some things are forgivable and some things aren't. So it just, it depends on, it really just depends on the woman. It really does. From personal experience, like, I know about therapy or anything, it just was believing that it wouldn't happen again. And oh, you believe in the tears and all that. And then it was one too many times where it was like, no, nah, this is, it's going to be me or you. And it ain't going to be me. Well, <laughs> I feel like there's a difference between being a, like, there's people who are habitual beaters. You know what I'm like? They'll hit you and they'll, they'll and they mentally, yeah. you know, torture you and stuff like that. But then I literally also think that there's people who, who just grew up and only saw relationships where that's how people interact with each other. And because there's women who like to get smacked around and shit. That shit ain't normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not love. But some people relate controlling people and stuff like that as, as and being possessive as love. Do you think that if they were to get therapy and were to understand what real love was, do you? Th- I mean, do you think that's an option for people who have, you know, been exposed only been exposed to shit like that? Because it's ignorant, honestly. If that person is willing to, it, to help, and if the other person's willing to, exactly, yeah. They have to be willing to get the help and accept and receive the help. They have to first accept that they have a problem because if they're not going to see that they have a problem, then the, forcing them right. to go and get some type of help is going to be, you know, whatever. So if they can accept that and then go 
get the help and able to receive the information, you know, obtain it and use it in, in, a, in a day-to-day basis, then yeah. But like I said, it just, it's just, it's that circumstantial. It depends on the person. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to, that. the thing is, is trust. Once, once trust is broken, it's so hard. It's never going to be the same again. You no. can rebuild it. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, mm-hmm. shit, it could be stronger the second time you rebuild it, but it's never going to be that first initial, like, I trust you fully. Oh, they would never do that to me type of a... Because it's like, once you, once they, once you pass the threshold of they would never do that and they did it, then it's like, I can't put nothing past you. I don't you know? know what you <laughs> do, nigga. I don't know what you're <laughs> capable of, because I never thought you would do that shit, and here I we don't are. I know what you was capable of. Now it's like, you I got like ugly bitches, ugly ass fat bitches. <laughs> I'm scared of that. Um, yeah. Clean your ass, wild. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> like, you said, you never, you you ever, ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. So, do you guys? So, do y'all think? Um, because a lot when things like this come up, relationships and women staying with their man after doing them wrong, blah 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 blah. So, do you guys think this all goes back to? Beyonce and Jay-Z being that couple that symbolizes A, no matter what y'all go through, ride it I out. I mean, no, because if they would have broke up, I wouldn't have been mad at Beyonce, like, because it would have been justified. Like, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, he if he was cheating on you, and if you were unhappy and you're not willing to deal with that, I'm not going to be mad. I was right. Sorry. I I was right there with her like you gonna lose your wife you try that shit again nigga like so I was all here but I'm also here for marriage being a solitude union that I once I get married personally you're you're you know you're the only one of us married and queen you you know I've never been married but I intend to never get divorced when I do get married you know so, being that said, I don't know what I might have to endure within my marriage to keep my marriage alive, but I would want to work on my marriage, you know. But at the same time, I can't, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily the one to condone constantly cheating on me either. So, I mean, I can't say what I would personally do in that situation because I've never been had to be in that situation. But in their sense, I was here for Beyonce in general. If you're going to stay and you want to work it out, if he's going to be willing, though, to change his ways, then, you know, work on your marriage. I would never tell you not to do that, but like I said, if you want to ride out on this nigga, I'm with you, sis. Like, <laughs> at the same time. <sighs> I really feel I like think, um... another portion of it is once again, they have a economic like empire going on as well like it's not just like they got married you know and they have nothing to split between the two of them like it's not like 
they haven't invested like years not only into the relationship but into building like this this building a brand off of them right but you know what i'm saying like it's not just them walking away from each other or from the kids that's like that's also a career move that's also like but at the same time i hate when people say too though like i mean like okay like if will and jada like for real for real were like split up like that type of stuff that means shit to us that would break me. But yeah. What would break me the most is like if Barack and Michelle. Well, of course. That would shatter. Me. Oh my like, god. That's not even. That possible. would shatter. Like, me. I, I didn't even think. I about could handle shit. Will and Jada. I can't. Ha- I can handle. Will I, and Jada. Uh-uh, no, no. I can't handle. Barack no, Will and Jada. Will and Jada would fuck me up before Barack and Michelle. No. I would cry like my parents. Yes. <laughs> You guys are like, no, hey. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Will and Jada breaking up? Like, what? It's like that's all we've known all our life, though. Like so, but at the same time, though, like one thing I hate, I argue with people about when they say, "Oh, Beyonce ain't gonna leave no Jay Z." Like, look at the like, look at who he is. As Jay-Z if Beyonce is not a mogul. Her, they both alone are moguls on their own. So. I don't even know so much if it because a lot of people were trying to say that oh it was a publicity it was just a no, business move. Publicity. I'm just saying that it it's they say it's 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 cheaper to keep her. Basically, it's cheaper to keep her. And I feel like Beyonce could have felt the same fucking way about Jay Z. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Do you think that they pay? probably not have, have a prenup? Like, what the they probably have a prenup. I, I can bet you they have a prenup. Like. No, I don't think so. Because when they got married, they weren't at the status of where they are what? now. When they were, they what? When they were, when they got married, they, they were like the. They weren't even. They, they were, were big, like the icons that. They but come on now, but they were still very. They names held huge. Jay Z was Beyonce. What when she had just came out solo, she was the hottest thing popping at that time. That's why it was such a big deal that her and Jay-Z got together because they were the two hottest people in the game in their genres at that time. So that's why I hate when people say, oh, Beyonce Beyonce wouldn't have the Beyonce she is now without Jay-Z. Like, stop it, G. Beyonce was well Uh, to fame, like to stardom. Not even fame. She already had the fame. She had the fame, yeah, most definitely. Literally, who they were talking about? She was the chosen one. <laughs> nobody cared about nobody in Destiny's Child other than Kelly, like, and she even Kelly. didn't even get the play that she right. should have, you know, gotten. Like Beyonce was the it thing in music at that time, and she's all she's been every since. Like then, that's why them being together is such a big powerhouse. They're like Will and Jada of the music. Like they're the biggest thing, the biggest shit popping in what they do. And then them two went, got together and they made kids. Yeah. And like imagine like them. And now we have Willow and yeah, Jada. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like imagine in twenty like Blue already well on her way. She's already well on her way already. Like she's beyond her time. <laughs> and yeah. then the twins, bitch, give them life. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, but ultimately, yeah, well, I do want to get away from the stigma of women need having to 
fight through the trenches of a man's heart and bullshit to get to the golden well, black, yeah, women. black women at least to get oh to the golden God. arches of the the wedding ring of the black man love love type <laughs> shit yeah like the Lord of the Rings and some shit well, like we gotta go through the trials the Dante's Inferno and shit to be able to get the heart of a black man like and women we gotta stop that putting that on ourselves being this I'm I'm his ride or die bitch I ain't riding or dying nothing I got questions I got kids I gotta be home by eight right like schedule. eight bitch what <laughs> eight home by eight get your ass on somewhere. <laughs> Talking about somebody gotta be home by eight. I what? Dinner to cook. Like I got children up in the bed. I can't ride or die. I can't. No, I'm not doing all that extra holding you down. Just no. up through bullshit. No. None of that. I'm not gonna be your trap girl if you go to jail, nigga. You might as well find another girlfriend. Like <laughs> if now if it's a couple Crazy. days, you know something like that. But if it's just some like excessive ass shit, like first of all, I'm not even dealing with you because I'm not getting into that world. Because I'm not. I'm telling you right now, I'm not that chick. I'm sorry. I'm not that chick. I'm not writing you letters. I'm not doing none of that. <laughs> Don't 21 questions me. Don't 50 cent me because I'm not oh, answering. No, no, leave. I'm not even Damn. right now. Me, you gotta have your life a little more in order than yeah. all of that. I'm sorry. And it ain't nothing personal. Like, I'll get it to everybody. You gotta get it how you live. But I have children and I can't get wrapped up in that world. Like, it's too many risks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, understandable. That's understandable. Too much going on. Maybe if I was single, we could trap it out, but nah. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I ain't had a children, but we riding the kids' bop over here. <laughs> she said kids' bop. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> she really, she's dead I'm ass. I'm dead ass. I'm like, and she, look, Breezy, no, I'm dead ass. <laughs> Listen to the kids' bop. Listen to the kids' bop over here. <laughs> Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this segment up and move on to the next one. If you haven't, go ahead and like, share, subscribe to Blase Blase. Blase Blase. Blase Blase. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah. 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 Yeah, miss you, but I got a time for that deal. Yeah. Hey, I can 
fucking all over no bitches. She fucking the thick man. She playing the part. Yeah, yeah, hey. Life is a bitch. You all that shit from the start. Hey, I got myself on my cup on that bitch. She leave all that shit in the dark. Like, yeah. Leave me alone. Bitch, you dumb as fuck. Run it out the fuck. Leave me alone. Bitch, you dumb as fuck. Bitch, you gonna fuck. But first of all, though, hold on, hold on, hold on. That is a 16-year-old girl. I don't want to be no bully or no, but let's let's just go ahead and give the listeners some background about Treasure, because that song was to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like my like again, I, don't, I ain't trying to be no bully on this little girl or nothing like that. Treasure recently broke the internet, went viral. I uh, was on Dr. Phil because this is a young black girl who believes she is a white girl. Um, everything about her is African-American, black, as fuck. As fuck you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and didn't you say you have a clip? Girl, keep talking. I'm pulling it up. Okay, because she, the, some of the things she was saying was just beyond me. Listen, beyond me. Yeah, beyond <laughs> me. Like, I'm like, I know you fucking lying. Um, and like I was saying in the intro earlier, you know, before we got the show started, I have my opinion about the whole thing. I do want to say, I think um, it's an act. I think the family is involved. I think the family was seeking attention, money, whatever it may, whatever it may be, because the mom stated, you know, she is a widow now. Um, she was married to some white man, and he passed away and had to move from the suburbs back to the hood and blah, blah, blah. So I do feel like this family came up with the idea to be like, let's be the opposite of the catch me outside girl. Mm. And it worked. <laughs> it worked in their favor. Uh, First of all, I'm tired of Dr. Phil exploiting people. 
And even if that girl did have that problem, I feel like Dr. Phil was not the platform for her to be on to seek help. Dr. Phil cannot help this young Black girl realize she is Black whatsoever. Well, it's I see on uh, Ebony, they posted that the sister um, came out and said that they had faked it just to get a free trip to the show. I saw that. Wow, really? Yeah, and you know... Because her mom is used to living a certain lifestyle, supposedly, and she wanted one last hoorah. She wanted to continue to maintain that lifestyle, so she basically put on a ploy, which I agree with you, Breezy. I feel like it's, when I first saw it, I was like, it's got to be a damn joke. Like, <laughs> all I could think about was Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. Like, I was like, this has to be a joke. Like, she can't be serious. Like, like you said, everything she was saying, she's not, you are, you know, like, girl, you black as hell. You talking about you don't have, you have perfect lips. They're not big. Your lips big as fuck. <laughs> Ears big, big as hell. <laughs> she said, and what are black people ears? Bitch, well, she killed me when she said, I have straight hair. I don't put a perm in it. Bitch, you look like a just for me. Excuse me for even calling her, bitch, because she's a child. Little girl, you look like the front of a just for me ad with that flip and that press, okay. that flip that don't even move like you every de- definition of black right now like you gotta be showing your behind cause little girl you don't even believe the stuff you saying right now you can't it look it looked like an episode of Maury it, no it looked like an episode of what in the fuck that's what it looked <laughs> like an episode of man that shit's just crazy like basically the uh, article goes on to talk about how uh, the mom the mom apparently has always been doing because my whole thing was how how do you sit here and let your daughter like that's what a lot of people are saying what black mom allows their daughter to sit there and say that type of stuff like that's some no offense that's some white people shit to let your kids sit there and treat your whole life like that like I I know you've seen the videos of them little kids slapping the mess out of their moms and you know what I'm saying, talking them all types of ways in the store, all types of stuff. Man. I hate that's you, mom. Not, that's not, that's not, our, that's not our type of stuff. But yeah, um, apparently Treasure, um, she's actually on the run from the Michigan's Child Protective Services because she dropped out of school and she was a ward of the state. And um, that she's been banned from CVS and like she's, she's just a thief, yeah, you know what I'm so saying. So she's a she's in other words a nigga. Exactly, like they say her mother oh, has okay. custody of her for quite some. Like. Yeah, her sister just like her mom hasn't had custody of her and don't have custody of none of her kids. Like first of all, not none of them and hasn't had custody of them for some time. Um, like you said that it was just a ploy for a last hoorah. From a lifestyle she's used to. And look at the mom when you watch the video. She don't even believe. Like, the whole thing is a hoax. And I'm like, I yeah. said, Dr. Phil is steady exploiting people. Because what the hell? That was a whole thing. He needs views. He needs views. And he needs to, he wants to stay relevant. That's all. So,
that's how he's doing it. And that's fucked up, though, because there really are people out here who need help. And you out here with this whole Dr. Phil show playing like you trying to help folks and you exploiting them, helping them basically just. Yeah, like, no. I got the clip. That's all wrong. All right, go ahead and play the clip. This is a clip of Treasure and her views on uh, African Americans. Yeah, but she black as hell. I wish we, could, I wish we had a visual. She looks like <laughs> goddamn duck. <laughs> I know a lot of people take issue with my beliefs. I'm white. I'm a Caucasian because everything about me is different from an African American. I have naturally straight hair. My hair isn't nappy, it doesn't require weave. My nose is not giant like African Americans. My lips are perfect, they're not too big and they're not too small, they're just perfect. My ears, I don't have black people ears because they're really giant. Most African Americans speak ghetto, but when it comes to black people, I think they're all ugly and have nothing in common with them. I'm different from African Americans because I'm white. My figure is just like Kim Kardashian, and she's a wonderful role model. I act and I think like a white person instead of a black person. I believe that I'm completely and um, utterly better than them. Like, we're on two different levels. Like, okay, African Americans are here. I'm here. White people act and think just way more mature than African Americans. Black people, they think in a criminal way. When I think about African Americans, I feel like asking them, what is wrong with them? They're really dangerous. If African American is on the same street as I am, I'll cross the street to avoid their chaotic, thuggish ways. Are you okay? I'm irritated. I'm sorry. I just know that I'm white. I mean, she might not know that I'm white, but I know that I'm white. I can feel it through my veins. I feel it through my blood. I tell my mom, I'll never be like any of those Negroes. My mom tries to criticize me about my supposed race. I tell her she's just ignorant. There's nothing wrong with my views or beliefs because I have freedom of speech and everything I'm saying is true. Girl, Lord, I have my mercy. part is I am nothing, <laughs> nothing I like black like people. people. <laughs> she took me out. I'm sorry. He, like when black people walk on the street, I walk across the street to avoid their chaotic, thuggish ways. Like bitch. <laughs> And you're banned from CVS. Get right, your dumb ass. Stupid, goofy, real goofy. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, goofy ass out of here. God damn. Um, damn. Another thing that I thought was interesting that Treasure's sister pointed out was um, a little bit later on in the interview, uh, I think Treasure refers to African Americans as retarded, or she says something about retarded. And Dr. Phil corrects her for using that derogatory word. But yeah. um, he never corrected her for saying uh, nigger and, and using that, you know, as a derogatory term. And um, Treasure's sisters mentioned that she felt like um, Dr. Phil's staff are all racist. And like that right there kind of just highlights where you think retarded is, is a derogatory term, but you don't think nigger is and that you should address her saying that so right interesting as well because dr phil could look like a racist low-key he look like a damn not gonna start he he looked like a pedophile too with that fucking ugly ass mustache mustache. she looked like porn stash flanders (laughs) old head ass yeah so i mean that when that broke the internet i mean i'm she got 
shit thousands of shares right away, right away. And now, hell, she's super viral. I wouldn't be surprised if she has a goddamn song next, just like that Cash Me Outside girl. Um, it's pretty sad what people do to get attention and and the things they'll do to exploit themselves. Um, I'm like, okay, so could, did y'all get paid by Dr. Phil or, you know, or was it just that they paid for y'all to come out there and do the show? You couldn't have paid nobody enough money to just to to come out that. and make a fool of myself. Like, and then the, like ironic, the ironic part about it, though, fast forward, or I say rewind, I should say, um, there's, you know, people got a hold of her personal Facebook account and everything, and there's posts of, you know, from like 2016, basically, of her um, saying things like breaking news, the African Americans are the most endangered yeah. species right now, you know, like basically saying everything, advocating for black people, and saying how the police don't care about us, and this and all of that. So, like, but you was just black two years ago, so what happened between then and now? Um, that's what that's just what makes me make it. It's unbelievable to me. Like I don't believe it. That's what I'm like. Is that money or, or what? Like it has to be money because why would you want that kind of attention? Um, I'm crazy. Just, I'm, I've never in my life heard any black person say they want to be white. Not in all 27 years of my life on this earth. I mean, no, I have. I really have. Like I have came across, uh, especially young black girls that would be like shit I wish I was white and that's only because shit I hell I went to a predominantly white school so the black girls that were there and the black girls that grew up in the suburbs from preschool they yeah they think like that that shit is real that shit really do go on and you know and they only want white Barbie dolls and they only want their hair straight. They don't, you know, that does happen. That's for real. Yeah, and, I um, that's, I guess, the the difference. Cause I definitely, I grew up in the opposite. I grew up in the, uh, you know, on the South End and in predominantly black schools until I got to high school. So, yeah, I've never. Now, colorism is very real. Absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to like skin bleaching and all of that. Oh, my gosh. That stuff's crazy. Like that you just peel it off nowadays. Like. I don't even understand, honestly. Like, it's right now, there's two things going on. There's people who want to be lighter and people who are like loving dark skin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right now, it's crazy how society, like, there was a white artist who created digital people who looked like they were real people, but they were black. Like, they were African and they looked gorgeous like they tried to he created the most perfect looking people and they were dark skin and gorgeous mm-hmm. and he was getting backlash because why are you creating these black people to be models when there's actual black models that look like that African models that you can use yeah. you know what I'm saying and I just feel like where the media is projecting mainstream that light and white is right They've always at the same time dark skin and dark features have oh, always yeah. been worshipped and they it, don't you hate she's cute for she's she's so pretty for a dark skin girl oh my god like no she's just pretty like yeah. period like why do we equate dark skin to being and i shared on the, on our page earlier a video of some of jamaicans who 
were literally just the self-hate was saddening. You know, they were like, you know, we see, uh, you know, the black girls, they they black like tar. They're very ugly. They're not very pretty. You know, just kept saying black like tar, ugly. And it's like, we got to learn as, as people of melanin, you know, to appreciate that melanin, whether it's you have more than your counterpart or less. Like, the darker look, the black of the berry. That's what we said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I know some dark skinned people who have the most gorgeous skin, like flawless chocolate, milk chocolate. Like, can I have your skin? Like, perfect <laughs> skin. You know, so be, be proud of the skin that you're in, whether you light, dark, black, white, brown. Cole said it Be best. proud of that. Love right. yours. Okay. It's true. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with being uh being black. Say it loud. I'm, I'm black and I'm proud. proud. Okay. All right I'm now. All right. <laughs> Make you feel like CP uh CB3 because I'm black. Because I'm black. I'm black, yeah. Yeah. I'm black and, and I'm black and I'm black and I'm black, y'all. Man. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and uh wrap this episode up. Um, be sure you guys on Tuesday, y'all hit those, yeah, those those voting booths yeah. and cast your votes. Um, also, always, always love thyself. Mm-hmm. And be sure to like, share, subscribe, and follow Blase Blase. If you have not, please do so. And also, if you got a chance, uh, go ahead and check out our support link on Anchor. If you haven't checked that out, and we also have a GoFundMe out there, so just just go ahead and just you know, just just help us out, y'all. Support, we appreciate it all, all the love and and support and listeners we get. Also, before we wrap this up, y'all, I really do. I have a legit or not shit story. <clears throat> Let's hear it. All right, all right. So, I work with hella characters, bro. Like <laughs> the people that I have met, it's just been beyond me. But it's just this one. Like she in like this situation, and she like she came to me and asked me like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Oh man, you know I hate being asked this question because it don't matter what I think." And at the end of the day, but I'm like, "Damn, uh, uh, I don't know." So. <laughs> All right, so her best friend since, I guess, high school. They've been best friends since high school, and he's the opposite sex. She's a girl, he's a boy, okay? Mm-hmm. And now, after being out of high school for almost 10 years, they, I guess, they've fallen in love with each other. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a ten year old son from a relationship that is still, I guess, wrapping up. And she has kids of her own from a relationship that just ended. Mm-hmm. She's completely done, like with you know her relationship. You know, all ties have been cut. You know, besides for the fact that they got kids but on the other end on the guy's end 
she's wondering like is it strange that when he gets off work he still goes over to his ex house where his son stays and he'll spend like two three hours over there helping him with his homework and then he'll go home and or like on the weekends you know he'll spend all day over there on the weekends because since they broke up he moved back to his mom's so she's wondering like okay well they still spend so much time together so do you think that there's something I should about because at this point like the relationship is long distance they live miles apart so she's like do you think like she's like how come he just can't take his son back to his mom's and you know drop him back off when he's done with his homework or this that and the other and I'm like well how long is the commute you know like right. all those things are considerable you know and she's like I guess it's like a 30 minute drive and I'm like well that's a lot you know you know him getting off work and then going to pick his son up and then driving 30 minutes home and then having to drive 30 minutes to drop him back out every single day well I'm like that is it's just one way that's an hour just and yeah, and yeah. Drop them off and go back home again. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, that's every single day, you know. And I guess another thing is, though, like he he works early enough to where he gets off, and he's able to make sure he gets off the bus and let him in, so he still has a key to the house. Well, for one, you said that that relationship is in the midst of wrapping up, so. From the sounds of it. Yeah. So from the sounds of it, but if you let her tell it is done. I I would trade very, <laughs> very lightly. Very lightly. <laughs> lightly. Because I was if like I, were, I mean tiptoe, bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> if I were her. Like you don't know if that ice is solid. Bitch, I can't swim. Yes, bitch. Friendship 
over if the relationship doesn't end up working out, we can never go back to being friends how we were. I feel like no, because females fall harder and quicker than dudes. I would say no, because those are reasons. I'm well, like I said, like probably emotionally for myself personally. Yeah, I've had friends that want to talk to me, and I was like resistant to like no I don't think that's a good idea because like and then I've tried talking to friends and it didn't work out and now we are not the same friends that we were beforehand and you know it's like I wish we would just left to that friend so I don't I mean that's for me personally but that's just like but I'm saying like these best friends like they you know like a best friend like I don't know I have a male best friend who if I gave him the opportunity that would make his life like and I'm yeah, on um, that's why I'm like I'm on the whole opposite end like no gee that I don't think that ever I would happen. never you know you know how I am you know my best friend growing up was a dude and we never even like emotionally hugged each other yeah oh we're friends you know so like I never crossed that line so like when she I was like I don't know how to give you advice on it because I would never cross that line with my best friends my ne- like my not no like that's weird like, we yeah because it's like you for one you already gonna have emotions because you know this person inside and out so I feel like your emotions gonna be 10 times stronger or whatever and unless y'all are both committed to trying to make something out of it I don't think that's a good idea and especially in this and case, especially be and then it's long distance it's long involved distance. like he already one's it he got a yeah. old son, so he's been with that girl for some time like this woman as long as he didn't known you, you know, basically. Exactly. So, yeah, no. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah, I, he's not they all went her to no the time, same so. school. But she, you know, but she got kids too, you know. She she got uh, uh, a, I think I, she got three kids. I just feel like. But they're all young. If, like babies. If it can be explained like like okay, is is the mom is the mom the mom's obviously not at the house when he has to come let the kid, right? But she not always, but she eventually gets there. So usually, like I guess from the way I was told, like you know, the last you know hour or so while he's there, she's there. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if you if you happen to think this hard about some shit, then you yeah, don't need to. You don't need then to yeah, because that's because I'm like I every time it's gonna start fucking showing in your attitude. That would that's that what fuck we, with me I personally. Women, that's what we do too. Like we'll accept some shit that we don't really accept, and then low key be throwing shots in mm-hmm. our attitude and all types of ways throwing hands like I really don't want you to do this but I can't really make you not do this so I'm just gonna suddenly but at the same time so the question is is because he not doing anything to make her like he's like completely like I'm all with her while he's over there and whatnot not I mean that I don't know for the I don't know for the most part on that part I know for I know for a fact, like, they, you know, they talk every day throughout the day. Um, and it's kind of like, all right, yeah, we're going to make this work and we're going to be together. And it's like, okay, is it legit or not shit? Is he selling her a dream or, like you said, tiptoe? You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, hard because... to, that's hard to put a legit or not shit on it. Like, honestly, like, 
because we don't know if he's just stringing her along and if it's just circumstantial that they're trying to him and his baby you know him and his child's mother are maybe trying to co-parent and figure out a way to deal with the split without the kid having to feel the brunt effect of it you know maybe they're trying to figure out a way to slowly demence you know each other from the situation like I said with with the child catching the least impact from it and I will say that the baby mom she do know about him talking to her yeah so she maybe don't like she don't like it she be oh, tripping. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she be tripping. Oh like she, be, she, she don't like mad, it. She, he said, I, I put my check on it. She, well, I ain't finna lie. <laughs> and then it'd be like, man, oh, we, they on, yeah, that's some, that's some, somebody. And like, it'd be like messages like, oh, you, you talking to that little girl again. And it's like, yeah, he fucking, dang, like, she older than you, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like, damn. At this point, like, yeah, she's mad. Like, because yeah. nine times out of ten, women, we ain't just mad just to be mad for no, yeah, like, for no ass reason. Like, especially if it's to the point where he still got access to her house to the point where he got a key and all of that. That ain't just her being bitter over him not being with her no more. Because he ain't gave yeah, it back if yet. She, no, if she was bitter, he wouldn't have no key to that house. She would be making him come get But that, that was they crib. All of and, and remember, because that's they crib, you know, he moved back to his mom's, you know, just because they split up type shit. Like, that was they've been together. Nah. Like, this kid is 10 years old. if he can go back to his mom, he could, <laughs> nah, if he could make it work some other way, they would probably make it work. He probably not trying to test the fucking nigga. I was like, I don't know. I was like, that's, that's, I think I'm going to have to say. I ain't going to say it ain't shit, but it ain't legit. And it's not a quit, though. It's what, it's like you said, you got to We don't have enough circumstantial evidence. Um, Like, this is to be continued. (laughs) Recess. We're going to throw this one on recess because. We need to gather more. Yeah, because. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna gather some more evidence. We're gonna come back to this one because it's. I'm like, that's tricky. That's very mm-hmm. tricky. I, I bet you in the end, though, I bet y'all five dollars he fucking it. <laughs> hey. Oh my god. Hey. Just be that messy. I. No, don't be that messy. But I'm just saying though, that's a nice little bet though. I mean, but I'm on your side. I'm like, no, something's still happening because like, if. There ain't, I mean, if they ain't been together, then what's there to be mad about for if he talking to somebody else? But at the same time, it's I get I get it because of who it is. That's his best friend. So in the back of her head, always it's probably like, hold so on. You always been, you always been yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, we need more information. That's a that's that's a lot of a lot of different aspects to that story. It is. It really is. That's a series. We need to get some binoculars and look a little harder in. That's a series. Yep. He said a series. Yeah, Yeah, we're just going to be a to-be-continue, and we're just going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, We hope y'all enjoy, and again, like, share, subscribe to Blase Blase. 
and have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, whatever it may be when you're listening to this. It's your girl Breezy and I'm out. It's your girl Jazzy J. And before I go, I do want to sneak in a little shout out to my children. My daughter's birthday is on Tuesday. She'll be five and my son will be three on Sunday. So I'm excited. Hey. And shout out to my niece who just had a birthday on the second as well. Oh. But it's your girl Jazzy J. <laughs> And this your girl, Queen. I just had two shout-outs to give to uh, two people on my Facebook who shared our Blase Blase post. So, uh, shout-out to Tay, and shout-out to my girl, Brooke. Thank We've been y'all. friends since first grade. Thank so you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, y'all have a good one. Peace. All right.